Blog Talk Radio. What's good? What's good? It's your boy Omar back for another version of King Vision, Vision of a King. Hope y'all had a good day. Today's alright. I'm tired. Um, I ain't been sleeping well, but um, it's gonna be alright. Um, so today I kind of just um, I did I do have a slight topic. Um, I wanted to talk about um manhood and kind of everything associated with um being a man and um what's considered what manhood i mean it times always change and things always change but um like we done said only before not so much um so yo Yo, what's good? What's good? What's good? How you been, man? Hey, I'm blessed. I can't complain. It was a, a pretty day today. How about yourselves? Good. Man. I'm tired, but good. I probably need to eat. <laughs> but um, yeah, today's topic, a uh, slight topic anyway. I never stay on no one topic and always go wherever with it. But uh, pretty much manhood and what manhood is and things change but not so much so um what's pretty much manhood as we define it and is it something that's changing and it's a lot to consider when you say man even the term manhood um especially now so um you know it's it's, it's something that's been defined different ways um throughout time um you know i guess you could start with you know, the very, like, caveman-type situation where, you know, survival and eating is the main, you know, that's what a man was and did. Um, and then it evolved to maybe, you know, uh, working the job, maintaining the household, creating wealth um, for for a group of people, um, uh, woman and child, preferably, um, or, I guess, in 2017, man and child. But again, that's what this whole conversation is about. So, um, you know, and there's certain things about that situation, whether it's the dress or how you carry yourself, how you how you gesture, your physical posture, um, how you talk, um, you know, how you do your hair, uh, things like that, that also uh, are affected by manhood. And so it's so much to consider. Uh, and like I said, and it's, in 2017, things seem to be uh, uh, a little bit different, but much of the same. So, um, yeah, as far as any 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 part of that, you know, I I, I just want to say, you know, for me, I always, at least from a as a kid, I thought I was as far as being shown manhood, you know, I was shown shown manhood by uh, one that goes to work hard uh, to bring home money to provide for the family. Um, also one who uh, is almost like a maintenance man slash handyman who uh, fixes things and makes things better and uh, it's like a hand, you know, is is crafty in a way. Um, And also someone who, um, you know, uh, on some level is in control 
of the household uh, with the other half being controlled by uh, his significant other if it's there. So um, on the basic level, you know, that was something that was man, that was manhood. And as far as like you carried yourself, you walked straight, you, you know, you, you spoke loud, uh, you looked the man in his eyes, uh, you had a firm handshake. Um, as far as how you dress, as far as, again, what I was shown, uh, it was you dressed, you know, on some level trendy, but pretty much, you know, my dad pretty much wore whatever he wanted to based on the uh, situation. So, uh, you know, but it was nothing. I never saw him wear anything too fitted, never nothing too baggy, um, you know, just a regular person, you know. And so, um, but I know by the time I came along, like I was the fashion god in college as far as uh, caring about it. Like, you know, I, I wasn't the best dressed, but um, when you saw me, I looked like something, or at least I tried to um, based on my income. Um, but as far as like men caring about shoes, like one thing that's, that's, that's common in lectures I listen to about these topics is like, you know, now it's getting to a point where guys got more shoes than their girls, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, uh, guys care more about their appearance than their girlfriend might, or their wife might, um, you know, and they're more into the pictures and the, you know, and, and so that's, those are things that never entered the realm of manhood for me until I got to college until I got, you know, till like now. Um, and so, yeah, so that's pretty much what it was. So to fast forward it to now, like I said, where it's like the attire is pretty androgynous and it's pretty, you know, uh, neutral and, um, you know, is, is, um, certain things and mannerism that are, were once considered feminine, aren't really considered feminine anymore. Certain words aren't considered feminine anymore. Um, and so it's a situation where, um, you know, what is considered manhood. And then you have women who are kind of carrying the household financially. And that's a thing kind of more so now than before. Um, and so it's like, is are, are like how intact is that old school manhood or do we need to even change what we think manhood is? Because it's different. Um, I, for me, I think manhood is more than a social construct. But with that being so, I feel like that construct needs to be fluid. And uh, what I mean by fluid is the way that it's adjusting to the times that we are in now. Like, for instance, you made um, reference to, like, you have women, you know what I'm saying, more so taking care of the household more than men nowadays. Uh, also, too, women are earning, you know what I'm saying, especially within our community, um, <clears throat> are earning, you know what I'm saying, at a higher rate than men, you know what I'm saying, via going and getting degrees, advanced degrees, and things of that nature, so on and so on. Yeah. But for me, I I never, I, I, I saw, like, my... A lot like your, you know what I'm saying, example growing up, manhood, what I saw was a guy who went to work, he didn't really complain, um, he put food, like, you know what I'm saying, his version of love is keeping food in the fridge, keeping the lights on, keeping a roof over your head. Now, that's right. all good and gravy. I feel like that is an aspect of manhood, but I don't think that's the end-all, be-all call to being a man or exercising manhood. Um for me, I would say if I had to give my own definition of manhood, it would be more so. It would be someone who's, you know, what I'm saying, a leader within um, their relationship <clears throat> that they're in, and also to a leader in respect 
to the responsibilities being executed. Um, I feel like um, exercising manhood is also exercising, you know what I'm saying, um, <clears throat> your ability to execute on your responsibility that you have and to be able to assume and take on more responsibilities and not fold under that pressure, whether you may have kids in the mix, you may have a wife in the mix, you have a, you know what I'm saying, a strenuous job. And um, <clears throat> that really is what true manhood looks to me, someone who can, who can lead in that capacity. But <clears throat> a lot of a lot has been going on within our community, too, as far as, like, manhood is concerned, because there's been a big, I would believe, feminization of the man. You know what I'm saying? And <clears throat> I feel like that is an attack on, quote-unquote, manhood um, in a in a. In a sense to where the women don't know, you know what I'm saying, really who to look to or where to look to for that kind of, um, I guess, support. Um, because, like, like, like I noticed, it's not how it used to be back in the day when a guy, a guy or a man in a relationship, he just goes to work and he just provides. Because, you know, like I said, now women are able to provide, you know what I'm saying, just as more, I mean, just as much or more. Right, right. Well, and it's it's, it's it's interesting in general um, because it's something that um, it, it I mean I guess society because it, it's almost like uh, in certain situations it's a situation where it women are forced to be masculine for one on a professional level uh, you have to kind of be a little bit dominant or or as far well you don't have to be but American success almost demands that you be a little bit aggressive and dominant and manly and masculine as far as how you move um, throughout the, the, the landscape of business. So it, it puts women in a position to be, uh, to, to have to be masculine. And then and, and also, like I said, like you said, because they're earning more and getting more degrees and being kind of put in position to out uh, perform the males in the black community specifically, um, it's a, it, it's kind of creating that uh, imbalance as far as uh, people on the people being cut from the same level. Because I've heard about the the single professionals that live up in D.C. and Atlanta who um, are into or who are straight men. They it's a buffet. Their life is literally a buffet as a successful straight man in these major cities. You know because and so it, it, there's no real there's no real um, what you call it, uh, motivation to kind of settle down or be with one person because you're so, you know, you know where you stand in the society and you know, it's a bunch of women out there that's on your level, but it's not, they're looking at you like you're the golden goose, um, in, in theory anyway. Um, but, uh, it is something that's, um, interesting. And then also when you have kind of, like I said, in the world of education, um, they're constantly uh, evolving the what manhood is and what gender is and gender identity. Um, and we always talk about this too. Um, and it's almost to a point where uh, certain groups do not want, they, they don't even want manhood to exist. And the idea, they, they want it to just be people and love and, you know, it's understandable, understandable that's the life that in the, you know, the way you want to live. Um um, but it's just an interesting dynamic to to have the conversation because even people that aren't a part of that community uh, are very lackadaisical uh, in, in some ways about certain, like you said, attacks on manhood. 
would you say, um, just listening to your point, so would you say, you, you made a, a reference to, like, how women have to be, like, um, kind of domineering and aggressive within, like, <clears throat> the work structure. Would you count um, dominance and aggression as hallmarks of uh, manhood or masculinity? I think it's, um, it's, it's something that's usually put with manhood and then ma- uh, masculinity. And it's something that uh, I would say, um, I would say, yeah, because you can display dominance in multiple ways and you can display aggression in multiple ways. Um, and so, I, yeah, I, I definitely would say that dominance and aggression are both with manhood. That's interesting. But it's, it's, I mean, it's a situation, though, where, again, I'm taking it back to a very primitive place to say, you know, if the original uh, role was to protect and to get hunt, then you had to be dominant and aggressive. If you didn't, you'd die. You know, and so on some level, it's still that kind of, it's a it's, it's less dangerous, but, you know, the, the the hunt is different. And, you know, the hunt is getting the money to get the food, you know, and the aggression is going out there and doing the work and being aggressive about getting it done and uh, achieving and overachieving so that you can over uh, uh, provide for the people you care for. So, um, I don't know, man, this is, and it's a situation also where, um, you know, uh, like you said, a manhood is, is not really associated with an emotional thing. Um, and so that's interesting as well um, because um, men can be emotional with their daughters, but they it be, it's, it's interesting to see them try to be emotional with their sons. Um, and that's because most males don't ever really get in touch with their emotional selves. They either push it down and don't deal with it, um, or they they deal with it but just don't talk to nobody about it, except for maybe some females. Um, but stuff like men's groups are needed, and that's why the group chats that we all be in be so popping because you really kind of need that place where you can kind of freely discuss your experience. Because in, in, in regular society, people – Say that they care, but when you when it really comes down to time to it, they want you to man up, and that's where the term come from. <laughs> man up, you're responsible, so you deal with it. Interesting. So I think, and I even think on some level that's changing, because like I said, it's like the people aren't demanding as much from males because the idea that it's changing, and the idea that, like I said, some people some people don't even want gender to be a thing and so it's a situation and then it's a situation where like i said that's going to continue to shape kind of that manhood and then it's like if you have people take on masculine roles and what's considered manly roles um do they are they held to the same standard or is that a, like you know it's just a whole it's a whole thing where you know there's how you do it but then it's like how does it work? Because does someone still assume a masculine and a feminine role? Because it's it's, it's very it's heterosexual relationships where the woman in the relationship assumes the masculine position in a relationship. She may make all the decisions. She may make all the money. She may you know what I'm saying she might be the businesswoman or the business mind in the relationship. But um, and so in general, you know it's it's 
it's all kinds of ways that you can define it, and that's what I'm saying. Like the 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 very what's considered traditional uh, picture is evolving so fast, and I don't know what that end's gonna be. And I, I'm, just, I'm just it just makes me super curious. But um, it's 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 something that uh. Like I said, I, it'll definitely survive and it'll definitely have a thing. But um, I, I'm, I'm curious to know, you know, what the little kids now are going to be told about identity and gender identity, and uh, what are going to be the assumed uh, roles of people. And it's just, this is all interesting. I'm assuming it's going to be very fluid, um, and then more so like. I believe is going to be at the next generation's benefit. More so to speak from a, um, a situation as like the undue pressures, um, I would say um, men, you know what I'm saying, or young men take on from this ideal of manhood. Because like the label, you know what I'm saying, holds so many ob- obligations or so many expectations to kind of walk in or live up to, which some are quite unnecessary. Like, for instance, um, upon a generation ago, the thing, you know what I'm saying, within um, manhood was to be, um, like, to have, like, that, that cold stare, that shrug, never let nobody see you smile, you know what I'm saying? Like, never let nobody yeah. understand your feelings. Uh, right. to, to hide, you know what I'm saying, and never reveal, like, your true emotion. And so right. I've seen also, too, the progression and the evolution of young men to where a lot of them now are <clears throat> great communicators Well, once before, just even like their father's generation ago, communication really wasn't a thing. Right. Like, so whatever, whatever, whatever the man said went, but now it's more so, all right, <clears throat> there's going to be an open dialogue about what's going on. Yeah, and that's interesting, too. Um, um, being around males and... Uh, especially younger dudes, like in their early twenties and stuff. Um, when it comes to something like speaking, um, like I had it, like I, I told you before, I had to do. I'm walking up the sidewalk, and I'm a good fifty yards away, and he stared me down the whole way up the sidewalk, and then I say, "What's up?" Was good to him, and he just looked out of the way, and it's like that's crazy. Um, because it's telling me two things. It's telling me that, like, on some level, you bold, you know, and this, this is what you want. And you, you know, like you said, that that the stare down is like a part of something that's uh, almost a dying, a dying thing. Because most of these dudes can't leave. Even some of these dudes that seem kind of thugged out, they can't just look you in your eye like that for some reason. Uh, I can't say most of them. I'm saying this, I can say some of the ones that I come across some of the ones I come across. Um, but it's also telling me that, like, um, when you, you didn't expect me to look at you back the whole way up, and then when I spoke to you, it's almost like your whole mental about what was going on changed, but what was the need for the whole exchange in that way? Um, and it's like, a, it just, and I watch I watch other males, and people, some people speak, some people on their uh like they say, uh, they hotel type. So they 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 kind of speaking to most people they see. Um, uh, but people kind of will keep it moving. And when you see the international students, 
the males, even the African students, like they kind of got more of a um, cohesive kind of what's good, even if they don't know you. Um, and so it's just interesting. I already know Americans grew and they trash because we everything about um, how we do stuff is pretty rude in America. Like we're, that's why we go to other places and be like, oh, the people are so nice. Yeah, because we we full of shit here. <laughs> so. Um, it's just a, it's the whole thing. Like I said, the whole thing is just interesting. Um, Thanks. And the expectations too. That's interesting too. Um, and so, I, like I said, I'm, I'm just curious to see how it changed over time. Um, other than that, man, I kind of uh, some other stuff I kind of wanted to get on. Uh, uh, <laughs> speaking of manhood, is this uh, old boy uh, Isaiah Thomas? He's been kind of balling out. Um, like crazy. Um, that's been wild watching him. I didn't even know. Like, I knew he was good, but I didn't know he was good like that. Um, his game seemed so lazy. Like, uh, he can hoop, but it it almost seemed like he playing. Like, it's like he's not even serious. And then he knocking down shots, and he knocking down these crazy layups and stuff. Um, so that's been that's been crazy to watch. Um, and then it's been a little bit ridiculous with the. LeBron Jordan uh, conversation. Um, it's been hard for me to listen to as a 30-year-old because um, I can't put him in the same conversation. Um, and so I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we've ever had this conversation. We might have, actually. But do you feel that Michael Jordan and LeBron James are in the same conversation as far as who who is better? Because I, I can't. No, I, I don't think they're in the same conversation. Um, the only person, in my opinion, I would put in that conversation with Michael Jordan is a Kobe Bryant. And it's not more so from a skill and an accolade standpoint. It's more so about that attitude they had about winning. Like, <clears throat> George, I feel like Kobe's winning attitude and his aggression towards the game was that rivals. You know, it rivaled Michael Jordan's aggression for winning and excelling and competing at such a, a high level and a standard. Well, they it's, it's interesting, too, that we're talking about manhood uh, because uh, people always say LeBron's a man on the court and all of this stuff, but uh, the stuff that you just described kind of had the same tone of the stuff that we described as manhood in general, leadership mm-hmm. and that kind of winning mentality and aggression. Uh, you know, and so it's almost like uh, it's almost like LeBron is not the man to be in that conversation. Because I, I'm, I I agree with you. Kobe is in that conversation. Kobe is almost too much, too far left with it. You know, he was. <laughs> I think he had a little bit more in him than Jordan because he would he was he would let it take over to the point where he would lose but outperform everybody on the court. You know, so. At least Jordan knew in the past it and, and had some defense about him that, you know, he, he got the, the rest of the team involved. And I have, to be honest, I would have to go back and watch some of the games to say if that was consistent throughout his whole career. But at least the stuff that I started paying attention to, if he was having an off night, he was uh, getting somebody else involved. So um, that's a piece that he has over Kobe. And as far as LeBron – you know, like you said, I don't think he got that aggression. I don't think he got that kind of bite to 
to do that like that. He need that extra. And everybody was saying, I was listening to a thing. They were saying like, oh, uh, he he took them calves uh, to the finals when he was young. I mean, to the uh, uh, playoffs when he was young and all of that. And I think they might have went to the finals one year actually, but um, uh, and took an L. But he uh, he 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 need he need that cast. He need that cast. And um, it's just, he he not the same, and he don't move like that. Because um, I don't think he got the mental to deal with the pressures of being a man. You 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 balancing whatever your personal life is, balancing money, balancing business, you balancing keeping your body and your you know mental on point for your uh, to perform in your job pretty much, and it's just. And then you, one of the biggest faces, if not the biggest face of basketball on the planet. Um, so you you really got to be some kind of man to be dealing with all of that. But um, I don't think he deal with it like Kobe and him. Kobe was bouncing back from some wild, wild, wildness and winning. Um, but yeah, it's 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 not to be. It's not to be, uh, in my opinion, say it. Um, and then also, uh, going back to old boy Isaiah, he 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 is displaying some supreme manhood as far as having taken a loss he took and going out there to play. Because I'm gonna go ahead and say I probably I don't know I I, I would feel like I I say I wouldn't play, but I, I have to see. What I, I'm so I don't know I don't, I don't know that I'd be able to just take that like that. Um, and then he got his teeth knocked out, <laughs> and then you know he he just he, he just having all kinds of stuff happen, and he kind of showing off a little bit. He got like a little mental about him that's pretty uh pretty needed. So he kind of making his way into the conversation of uh, as far as the up and coming guys and and being uh, hopefully he have a long run. Um, I don't like the Celtics for some reason, but um. Yeah, man, he been he been out there hooping. He been out there hooping. I'm really happy that he's like he's really playing like this. Um, in my opinion, um, I like him, uh, especially when he got the uh, the title, Mr. Fourth Quarter, by averaging the most points in the fourth quarter in the NBA. So to me, he's a closer. He's a finisher. He's aggressive. He plays defense, um, and he he goes out and get it done. And you yeah, wouldn't yeah. expect that from from this gentleman, like I, like just seeing him like a guy of his stature, like I think to me he's very reminiscent of uh, Allen Iverson, like pound oh, for man. pound what he does and offer to the game. That's a big statement. Um, and he might be he just he just he not as flashy as AI, but um, he, he he gets buckets, he gets buckets, and he give you that he give you that um, you you mess around and. Like, because there's so many step backs and layups, and at a point you lose count, and then you look up and he done scored 30 already, and it's like, dang, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's, that's that's interesting too. And these 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 images of these all all of these guys, except and that's the interesting thing too, as far as this NBA talk, um, talking about these guys and they who they are and what they represent, how they carry themselves, and you got Russell Westbrook who on the court gives you this very ag- aggressive image, this manly, 
uh, image and, and persona, but then he dresses very uh, neutral. Um, is what, what I would say. I, I feel that he dresses neutral. I, don't, I can't say that he dresses masculine consistently. I think he dresses very neutral. Um, which do what you do again. This is a 2017. So, um, but it's an interesting. Again, that's what a man is, and he's a supreme athlete, and he's considered fashionable. You know, but as much of the as much of the same as far as being in the 70s. Like when you look at, like I said, my 70s and 80s reference is always uh, Eddie Murphy in the leather uh, suit in the stand up. And so it's like, come on, man, um, we've been here before. But when you see him, or like Cam Newton. Again, very masculine, very a symbol of manhood, big, big dude, um, but dresses kind of neutral sometimes. And it's like, dude, you're you like you got on tights, um, and you so big, it just look crazy on you. But it's like, at the same time, I guess you fashionable. Um, but he's like my, I'm six five, and he like my height and swole with that on. And it's like, bro, I can't wear that. So, I, I, I mean, you know, to each his own, I guess. Even yeah, he kind of does it, what he like, wants to when it comes to dressing. I mean, hey, who who, who am I <laughs> to oppose the way Cam Newton dressed? Cam Newton's out here trying to get my, my city a championship. Yeah, Jesus, but he's making us look bad um, in more ways than one. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, and I wonder if if we'll ever get like a out gay guy, um, as far as the NBA, and he'd be like the face of a team or the face of the league. Um, that'll be very interesting. It's coming. Um, it ain't happened yet. It and or low key it happened, but we just don't know it. Um, which is probably more so the reality. Um, but um. That's going to be interesting, too. Um, and then, like I said, the idea that uh, women's sports, you know, are evolving, too. But it seems like the WNBA don't get half the love and or money put into it that the NBA do. But I guess it might not generate the money that the NBA generate. But it's a, it's a machine. They got to push it and, and try to make it interesting. Um I was like, dang, from a business perspective, could they run it like high school and do the both games in one night and you get to like the women's and the men's? So you have the – but, see, I guess that's kind of messed up too because you lose tickets technically because you would have to completely empty out the stadium and then start over again um, unless you had some kind of dual ticket. But we ain't going to do nothing like that. We ain't there yet. We ain't there yet. Um, but, yeah, man um, – this whole idea of just masculinity and uh, working hard and, you know, it's interesting and you have people that work hard, but, you know, they're in their life uh, and say that they wish they would have invested in other things and they wish they would have, you know, did other things with their um, time um, or gave their family more time and energy or some something like that. And it's like, it, it make you question the whole idea of like, well, should I even move like that? Cause you know, that's crazy to, for them to get to the end and realize that they they owe people time, you know, and you can't get that back. So it's almost like you put in this you put in this position where you gotta do both. And um and if you don't you ain't shit. 
So <laughs> for real, that's how people move, and that's how they talk about it. It's like you you hear people you hear males and females talk about one another, and at a point we gotta step back and say, society done done such a number on both of us that we just all lost in the sauce, and we're just trying Pretty to make much. it. Yeah. You know, that's why as much as I make comments about uh, femininity and uh, manhood being under attack, man, everybody's struggling at the end of the day. We got some other stuff we need to solve before we even get to that. You know, can we can we just get some basic uh, <laughs> property ownership and uh, a little bit of freedom first? I mean, respect first. <laughs> then first thing first. Right. Then we can deal with the other stuff. Um, but yeah, man, that's um, that's pretty much what I had uh, for this week. Uh, just on manhood, want to hit that little short thing about the NBA. Um, I'm in I'm in full go mode. Um, I got I got some uh, some more products to put together for the arrival um, of a young king. So um, I've been I've been I've been um, Low key geeking, geeking about that, and trying to get that together. But uh, I need to hurry up and finish all my preparations before he sneak up on me, and I don't want him to do that. <laughs> so, yeah, man, uh, I'm gonna jump into my last word. Um, um, I, you know, I know all the things are changing, and I know uh, you have to have a different uh, eye um, to see things and. Um, again, things aren't really changing. It's just being skewed. Um, and so you, again, you got to have that eye to see it. So, um, I would just encourage everybody to be open-minded as they move. Um, I would encourage everybody to meditate, uh, just on what's, what's, um, what's needed. Um, um, and I, and I would also encourage people to pray if they don't meditate. Um, just for what's needed. Um, and then I would also say, um, if you value manhood, uh, please actively, um, do things to, uh, maintain what you consider manhood to be. And if you, if you, at least for yourself, if not for the masses, uh, because, um, I want everybody to be free. I want, I want to love everybody, but I also want to maintain, um, my sense of manhood and what it means to me. Wow, <clears throat> my last word would be just as they as change as times change and people evolve, um, just continue to keep an open perspective. And uh, with that being said, with that open perspective, just take in the best parts of, you know what I'm saying, every, of everyone and, tr- and execute. If you do that, I feel like, you know what I'm saying, the universe will be in balance. Word, word, word. Well, with that, thank y'all for joining us for another version of King V. Peace. Out. Oh.